I want to talk to you about what's going on in Syria right now. And uh, this is going to be a snapshot. It's going to be a snapshot of where we're at today. But it could be any other day. I mean, it is a chaotic situation. And this will give you some indication of how chaotic it is. And as of today, as of now, as I speak, it's. I was prompted to make this interjection on the Syrian issue because of a piece I was listening to on Radio 4 this morning in which a spokesperson for the Turks, a lady, was saying, my goodness, what a hard time we have. We have millions of Syrian refugees. Nobody's helping us. And we are not forcing them into Europe. We're just allowing them to go. What else can we do? Europe is not helping us over this Syrian conflict. And I was just astonished, really, I guess. Because, after all, the Syrian war is very significantly partly Turkey's project, uh, given the fact that Turkey has been supporting one faction for a very long time, and indeed at one point was even supporting Daesh, ISIS. So Turkey is an element in the misery in Syria. And yes, 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 Turkey suffers too. Uh, Turkey has all these refugees. So they're right about that. But I've been talking to senior Syrians, people I respect, and a number of them, one in particular, but I can't mention his name. He's close to government, but not in the government. And he's an independent thinker man younger than me, uh, but very wise. So, I have a view. And it seems to be more like a conflict between Erdogan and Putin rather than between Bashar al-Assad and Erdogan. Yes, got that? It's a conflict between Erdogan of Turkey and Putin of Russia rather than a real conflict between Bashar al-Assad of Syria and Erdogan of Turkey. Not that Bashar al-Assad and Erdogan are friendly, but this particular fight is an Erdogan-Putin thing. It's important to note that the airstrike that killed 30 Turkish soldiers the other day was not by the Syrian Air Force. But the Syrian Air Force claimed to have been responsible for the strike. You get that? The 30 soldiers killed inside Syria. They were inside Syria in Idlib province. They were killed by an airstrike. The Syrian Air Force did not do it, but they claimed to have done it. Why did they claim to have done it? Because the Russians asked them to claim that they had done it. Because the Russians could not say, hey boys, we did it because that takes the conflict to another level. Now, Erdogan of Turkey and Putin of Russia are due to meet in a few days on the 5th of March. Well, now, that's a major summit. And then we might see many things resolved when that happens. Erdogan goes to Moscow, of course, not Putin coming to Turkey. That's of itself interesting. Well, obvious, I suppose, but Erdogan needs Moscow. Erdogan, of course, is... Well, he's a bully, isn't he, really? A disappointed bully because NATO didn't support him 
over his conflict with Russia when he expected them to do so. So he has to go and will go to speak to Russia. Now, this whole conflict is not currently good for Syria. Don't think that. I mean, of course, Syria wants Idlib back. Syria wants to be the man. Syria wants to be powerful. But the Turks are hitting Syria very strongly, very strongly. Turkish-supported forces, indeed Turkish forces, are heading the Syrians in northern Syria. And just yesterday, seven Hezbollah members returned to Lebanon in coffins. And just yesterday, some Iranian Revolutionary Guards were sent back to Iran in coffins. So things are not as good as they have been in the past between Turkey and Iran and the Russians. I mean, this is a big point in history. There has been some massive misunderstanding to get us to a point where the Turks killed Iranian soldiers. Iran's defense minister just the other day was saying that Turkish troops are in our sights, in our gun sights in northern Syria, and we are not killing them. Things have come to a pretty pass now. What is the what is the war that bothers the Syrian people? Well, the real war being fought in Syria is how to feed the Syrian people. People are angry. The U.S. dollar is 1,000 Syrian pounds. It's been at 1,000 Syrian pounds for two weeks now. It went there for two days, six months ago, but for two weeks it's been at this colossally difficult price. It's really punishing Syria, ordinary Syrians. And they're having a very hard time of it. This is the war. The economic war, the financial war, the war to buy goods. It's crippling ordinary Syrians. Now, what about Idlib? Idlib is not a real concern to ordinary Syrians. It's a concern, but the Idlib issue is more a question of Russia wanting Idlib's liberation and they want it done before the Syrian elections, the forthcoming Syrian elections. In a sense, it could be more beneficial to Syria to have a state of war ongoing in Idlib at the time of the elections. The elections are in June 2021, more than a year away from now. You'd think there was plenty of time to resolve things, but there isn't. The way things are going, of course, Idlib itself will never be coming back to Syria. At least if Erdogan is to be believed, the way he's talking, he wants a buffer zone of 30 kilometers, 30 kilometers wide inside the Syrian border. The fighting has been extraordinary. The town of Mandaj has uh, returned to Syria and then was taken back by Turkey or by the the Turkish-supported Syrian forces. Uh, Northern Aleppo... The Syrian forces are on the retreat in northern Aleppo, Syrian government forces. The Turks are taking more and more space in Syria, and unless Russians put their weight in the balance, then they will continue to do so. Erdogan is a bully. He thought the Europeans would support him, so 
he's releasing some three or four million Syrian refugees to Europe, at least in theory he is, and this is disturbing. Another reaction, of course, to the current events is that the foreign minister of Syria has been meeting with the Benghazi foreign minister representing the, the one of the factions in Libya. And he said that Syria will recognize General Haftar as the legitimate government of Syria. I mean, General Haftar, what is he? He's a Gaddafi lovey, and he's trying to make Libya into a dictatorship. So Syria is muscling in on Libya. Why? Because it wants to annoy Erdogan. Erdogan has been trying to support the other side, the other General Haftar's enemy, the internationally recognized government of Libya. And Erdogan is supporting the internationally recognized government of Libya. I personally quite like them, the Mizratans and so forth, the people in western Libya. And he sent 6,000 soldiers to fight on their behalf in western Libya, including 2,000 Syrians. Yes, he has because he's, uh, well, technically Turks, legally Turks, because they carry Turkish citizenship. But they don't speak Turkish, they speak Arabic, and they've been sent to fight alongside the Turkish forces who don't speak Arabic and they're going to fight in Libya. So so 2,000 of the 6,000 soldiers Erdogan has sent to Libya are Syrian. The point being that this is why our Syrian foreign minister, Walid Mualim, is supporting the Benghazi foreign minister and Haftar. So meanwhile, what... Uh, well, there's another dynamic. The main town in Idlib is Idlib town. That's the biggest city. But the second biggest city in Idlib is Sarekib. And what's been happening there? Well, Syria liberated, or if you call it liberated, or occupied, depending on which side of the coin you favor... Syria liberated Sarakib uh, last week, and then they lost it again on Saturday. This is the second biggest town in Idlib. And at 9 a.m. today, they took it, all, took it over again. So it goes back and forth, back and forth. What is this? Well, it, what is it? It's, it's, it's what it is. It's, Sarakib is the most strategic city in Syria, the capital, Idlib of Idlib province is symbolically more important. But Sarakib, which has been taken back by the Turks today, Sarakib is the most strategically important city in Syria. All this shows that Putin wants to take a strong position before the next meeting with Erdogan. That's why this town, they're both squabbling over it. Putin and Erdogan. They both want to man up and be the man and they want to strengthen their position before they meet one another so they so one occupies well, proxy forces for Putin in the shape of Bashar Ashad's team, occupies Sarakib one day and then Erdogan's or at least proxy forces for Erdogan in the shape of uh, elements of the Free Syrian Army face off each other in this little town that gets 
storm-tossed in the rain. Poor Sarakim. Anyway, the situation remains with situation. It is chaotic, it's confusing, and it's going nowhere. We could talk about this in a week or two, and it would probably be much the same situation. Chaos on chaos on chaos on chaos. It's very confusing. Syria is not what you read about in the newspapers. It is so complex. God help us all as we try to understand this situation and show a little compassion.